0: Hello, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer.
2: And I am Dori Shafrir.
0: And we're not experts.
2: No, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums.
0: And we are both very happy to be here with you on this mini episode where we get to hear from listeners. We share your comments and thoughts, and we answer your questions
2: to the best of our ability. And please do remember, we are podcast hosts, not experts. And we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or mental health professional as needed. And if you would like to reach
0: us, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390. You can also text us. I did put in a request for eggplant emojis and only one person has sent one. So if anyone wants to text me an eggplant, I mean, or a peach or a horse, any kind of emoji, (laughs) they are appreciated. Are those your top three? Yeah. I like an eggplant, a peach, you know, sexiness, and then Uh horses. That's what Uh I'm all about.
2: All right. That's so you. So me. And Mm -hmm. you can also
0: email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com.
2: And just a little old reminder that we have a website, forever35podcast.com. You can find links on there to everything we mentioned on the show. You can follow us on Twitter at forever35pod and on Instagram at forever35podcast and join the Forever 35 Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash forever35podcast. The password is serums and you can sign up for the newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter.
0: Mm, mm, mm. I did I did want to also mention, Dory, that I was in uh, San Francisco area, the Bay. I was in the Bay this mm-hmm. weekend. And I brought my computer or my, my iPad and I was doing some work. I was staying with one of my oldest and bestest friends, Lizzie. And I was doing some podcast work and I started playing a voicemail. And it was like, hi, cat and door. And she was like, what? Because, you know, <laughs> she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> And and I was like, yeah, our podcast listeners have nicknamed us Cat and Door, and she was like, I don't under I don't understand. And I was like, well, one day someone just called us that, and then other people did. It's and true, it, yeah. And I was like, it's awesome, but she had a very hard time like wrapping her head around the, <laughs> the world in which we are a part of, <laughs> where people nicknamed us. But I love our nicknames. Yeah, I do too. You know, it's like, I think it's just funny. I don't know if you have this with any friends, but like, I have some friends who listen to the podcast, but then I have other friends or like family members who are just like, what's happening? And so whenever they get to catch a glimpse of it, they're always very like curious slash perplexed and it's very adorable.
2: Aw. Yeah. it's very sweet.
0: It was very sweet.
2: (sighs) Well, Kate, you saw, you also saw one of your favorite bands this weekend
0: my other best friends yes
2: (laughs) the band fish um
0: Uh. look you know if you've heard any episode of this podcast that fish has been my favorite band since high school i have seen over 100 shows since 1995 and i love them i love them so much and i so i went it was the first fish shows i had seen in since pre-covid times Wow. Yeah. And I normally see like uh, at least one a year. So it had been a couple years. It felt great to be back. Um, It was a vaccinated affair. You had to present proof of Mm. vaccination, though I'm sure there were people who figured out ways to fudge that. And then you were supposed to be masked. And I stayed in my KN95 mask the entire time. But... I'm here to report that most people didn't, and that was uh that was a journey for me to have to kind of process. So yeah, I was like, y'all, <laughs> there's a lot of us in a big room right now. I I just I don't I don't get it, Tori, but
2: to each their own, right. Well, so, I'm glad you kept your mask
0: on. I am too, and it was it was sweaty being at a concert in yeah. a mask for four hours. I'm wear, I was wearing a Kaze mask, K A Z E. I had a few people ask me about this on Instagram. Kazeorigins.com. dot com. It's very comfortable. Um, so that was my mask of choice for fish. I also did want to just share that I wore my Hoka sneakers. Mm. But I dressed like the most middle-aged person anyone could ever see. Amazing, And, you know, the hokas saved my life because you're standing the whole time, you're dancing. You got to be in a comfortable shoe. Wow. Yeah. So I wore my hokas. And on the second night, I also wore some sporty leggings and my Kirkland signature sweatshirt. And I walked into the Bathroom, and I kid you not, Dory. Folks cheered for me, like they all. Che- like people were like, "That sweatshirt, woo!" <laughs> and like people turned around and like numerous people cheered. And then oh another person gosh. stopped me and like thanked me for my sweatshirt. It was wild. That's amazing. Yeah. So I um I felt uh I felt very seen, and I also felt like um, it was one of the first moments of my life I didn't dress for anybody. Like I didn't dress to look a certain way. I just put on what was going to, you know, I put on my giant sneakers, some leggings, my sports bra, and my comfortable sweatshirt and my fanny pack. And I brought an extra pair of contact lenses and I just went, you know, and my mask. I just was in full comfort survival mode. It was lovely to get to kind of experience live music in that way again and being in a big group and um and then of course getting to be with my friend and her wife and just get to spend time with these people who are really important to me just felt you know soul refreshing that's so nice it was you know you know my my best friend and her wife made me sourdough waffles Wow! Like they used their sourdough starter, and the waffles were delicious.
2: That's 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 a great friend.
0: She's a great friend. She is a uh, aside from the fact that she doesn't listen to this podcast to know that I've been <laughs> nicknamed Cat. <laughs> she is oh, just a gosh. the gem of a gem of a friend. Yeah, my college roommate. One of my college roommates. I love had, that. I have wonderful college roommates. Okay, so anyway, transitioning out of my fishy life <laughs> to what you're up to. Yes, I'm just chugging away on that Peloton bike.
2: You know, so I I talked about this on the pod before it started, but I've been doing this Power Zone Pack challenge, and we put together a Forever 35 team. Mm-hmm this challenge there's over 200 people on the team
0: unbelievable
2: you get your own they create a facebook group for for the team so everyone's like interacting in the facebook group and it is just the most like wonderful group of people we're now in week four of the challenge it's and just it's, been, it's, it's, it's four been weeks. so no it's eight weeks oh my gosh it's eight weeks okay my bad It's been so fun riding with other listeners. Um. The way Peloton works is, like, you can give people high fives if you're riding at the same time. And I used to, like, never really care about them because I was like, okay, random person in, like, Minneapolis (laughs) gave me a high five. Like, thanks. Like, that's nice. But, like, Mm -hmm. it didn't really, like, mean
0: anything. Wow.
2: But when you get a high five from one of your fellow Forever 35 teammates, it's like, it, it feels special. Now, why Um, is the team name Forever
0: 35,000 BCE? Is that like an inside joke? The
2: team name is Forever 35,000 BCE because the theme of the challenge is fall back to the zone ages. (laughs) So every team comes up with a name. It's usually like a pun or like a play on, you know, whatever your team, like some teams are all like women doctors and like they'll have something that like references that um so someone came up with this name we voted and this was the one we chose um and someone in the group recently commented to me that they were so grateful to have learned about power zone training and this challenge from me and the podcast and they described it as hard accessible and social Ooh, and I was like, "That is the perfect description," and I just love this idea of something being hard yet accessible. Right? Like yeah. it's a it's that almost feels like an oxymoron, but it's not. Yeah, but it, but when you think about it, it's not. It's like it's showing you that you're capable of things you didn't think you were capable of. Because on Sunday we all had to do a seventy-five minute ride.
0: I'm sorry. Oh, Which is
2: oh. long, um, and a lot of people were like, "I don't think I can do this. Like, I've never done a ride that long before. I'm not going to make it." And then they did it. Like they, they like showed that they showed themselves that they could do this, like really hard thing. So I was just like very touched by that. I also think
0: the social part of it is really cool. Yeah, it does. Th- I mean, I think that's like. You know, we are like real brand ambassadors for Peloton, even though it's not sponsored con here. But we both just like the platform, but they have very like they have very smart ways, both the company and then like the people who use the company have figured out a lot of ways to really create genuine community. And I
2: think that's fascinating yeah and what's nice about this too is that it's like a community within a community yeah like we all already have the common bond of being forever 35 listeners and now we have this other thing and so the facebook group is just like super supportive and helpful and like i don't know it's just it's just great that makes me feel warm and fuzzy all over yeah so i just wanted to give a shout out to my fellow riders oh don't worry (laughs) you've got a little crew yeah i do i have a little bike crew crew. (laughs) um all right well should we take a break and then hear from some listeners i would love that okay let's do it
0: I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 Lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com/f35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com/f35. That's masterclass.com/f35.
2: Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. All right. We have returned um, with an email. Hello, cat and door. Was wondering if you could help me out. I'm a bigger busted lady. 34 triple D or is that E? I don't know. I believe E is double D and F is triple D. I think that's right because I, I have some bras in E. I
0: wear yeah. everything from a D to a double D to an E.
2: And I'm on the hunt for some new sports bras. I don't want my girls jiggling all over the place when I'm riding my bike or lifting weights, but it feels very difficult to find comfy, supportive sports bras in my size. I'm hoping you or the listeners have some suggestions. Boob care is self-care, as is butt care. And Kate, I hope you find those Preparation H wipes. Supported boobs forever. (laughs) Floppy never. (laughs) Did you find the Preparation H wipes?
0: No. Oh, no. No, oh, I didn't.
2: Oh, no. Oh,
0: man. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's the planet telling me to stop using wipes because they're not good for the earth. So maybe this is the universe pushing me toward more sustainable butt care.
2: I mean, maybe, but like, I, I'm worried about your butt. My butt's fine. Okay.
0: I just love a wipe. I get it. You know? I get it. You feel me. I okay, let's know. talk boobs. Let's transition back up the body. Okay, let's do it. And talk boobs. And Dory and I are both in the D, 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 D zone.
2: So yep, we yep, feel yep. you. We do. We really Literally, feel we really yes. feel the pain. Yes. Um, I would like to suggest looking at, at Athleta. They make sports bras. They have a lot in D to double D plus, as they say on their website. And they also have a few styles that go up to G. Um, I have a few of the Warrior Long Line bras, and I love them. I think they would be perfect for riding your bike or lifting weights. I don't think I would wear them running, but I think for almost everything else, Like, I wouldn't wear them for something super, super, super high impact, but I think for everything else, they are great. I wear them on the bike all the time.
0: I personally have some Lululemon bras that I find to be pretty supportive, which I've been pleasantly surprised about. I think I have the Run Times bra. Um, I'm looking just on their website. They have, oh yeah, in light bra zip front. That's a very, like, kind of cuts a little higher. And I actually, I think they have some pretty good supportive bras. And I think the size they go up to, not in all items, but in some, is a G. But I do see some triple Ds. I see some Es on their website. I also wanted to just circle back and recommend Jeanette Bras because they're a store here in Los Angeles and they only cater to people with boobs dean up so they know jugs <laughs> and
2: they do they know jugs they okay. know
0: jugs that could be their new motto and they have um some good sports bras and i've bought them from there before and i think the ones that i liked were by anita so i would just check out their website you could even look at the bras that they recommend on there they are doing online fittings. You can order from there. Um, it's a small business here in LA if you wanted to support them, but they have some uh, good suggestions as well.
2: I also have a Lululemon sports bra. I have the Swift Speed bra and it is high support. I think it's
0: good to try these things on in person if you can and just like jump yes. around the dressing room.
2: I agree. I also... The Lululemon bras are very expensive. The only reason I bought mine is because I got—I had a gift card to Lululemon, and so I was like, okay. But like, their bra—this bra—cost eighty-eight dollars. They're
0: very expensive, but I will tell you, I went there because I had bought some Under Armour bras that they do make in bigger sizes, and I was very dissatisfied. And I hear the you. Lululemon bras really work, like the quality. Has been great for me, and I don't want to fuck around with my boobs when I'm exercising. Like,
2: yep, I hear you. That is I an annoying you. thing that
0: most companies, I feel like, for large-breasted people, they don't get good sports bras well, and it's very exasperating. I think that's I true. So I have, I don't mind personally investing, and I am able to spend a little bit of money on my bras because I, I exercise, you know, four or five times a week. And I, I want. Look, jug care is self care. <laughs> jug care. Are we calling them jugs now? I just for some reason jugs is just really making me laugh today. Uh, jugs. jugs. What a terrible, terrible slang term. But I maybe maybe I'm gonna take it back.
2: <laughs> um, I mean, sure. <laughs> if people have other um sports bras for large jugged women. <laughs> please or or men please let us know Um, can we call
0: ourselves rugged and jugged
2: no no we cannot i'm sorry i am you know what i'm not asking permission i'm taking that title
1: That's my team
2: name okay you can you can take that i just won't join that team that's
0: my that's gonna be my forever 35 hiking group rugged and jugged Mm -hmm. all right okay here's a text Dear Cat and Door, I don't know if others would consider this self-care, but I just left the Alanis Morissette concert early, halfway through her set. Don't get me wrong, Alanis was amazing, and the 90s kid in me was having a fantastic time, but 35-year-old me was also cold and very tired, so I decided to leave early. I don't know if it's the pandemic or becoming a mom 18 months ago or just getting older, but I feel like I've reached a point where I have to do what's best for me, even if others find it weird or awkward or inconvenient. So I left an event I really had looked forward to and wanted to be at because I also wanted a good night's sleep and some rest. I still got to enjoy Alanis, even if I didn't stay till the end. Can we give it up for leaving shit early if that's what feels right? Yes.
2: I love leaving early. <laughs> Me too. I, I mean, I get that it's like probably not super respectful to the artist. Mm, that's fair. But I also think like
0: you know, an Alanis Morissette concert is going to be a big group. It's not like she knows this person left. If you're seeing like an intimate concert of you know, with like an audience of a hundred, I see the difference.
2: Right, right, right. Yes. But yeah, I, 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 I've, I've just been like, you know what? I, I'm tired and I want to go home.
0: <laughs> mm, it's the best feeling. You get back to your car and you're just like, oh.
2: yes, yes. I did that recently at a, at a thing that I went to, I left during intermission because I was just like, it's getting late. I'm tired. And it's been like, what I have seen has been great. And now I feel I can go home.
0: So yes, mm-hmm. we support you.
2: We do. We support you.
0: Okay, Dory, a question. You know, this is a geared towards door cue. <laughs> uh,
2: do you it. want? Okay, I'll, go I'll, ahead. I'll take it. I'll take it go and ahead. you just
0: absorb the content and and Great. figure out your answer. Oh. Hi, Cat and Door. I need advice on dating, specifically chatting with people on apps such as Tinder. I've recently started using it after my last and only relationship ended earlier this year. I'm 23 and I had never really dated any, excuse me, I had never really dated before my ex-boyfriend, so I'm still new to this whole thing. I've matched with several people and have had mostly pleasant conversations with these guys, but never particularly developed a connection with any of them. The question is, once I go out with someone, should I stop texting the others or is it better to keep my options open? I recently found myself swiping left and right again and starting new conversations after setting up a date with someone I'm not totally sure about. Should I just go about getting to know one person at a time? How many people is it advisable to be talking to at once? Would love your advice on this topic, especially Dory. Your book has really helped me have a more positive outlook on this whole dating thing. Lots of love from Montevideo, which is the capital of Uruguay which I had to Google.
2: Um, okay. First of all, welcome to the dating world. <laughs> Second of all, to your questions, I think you should keep your options open. I don't think that um, once you go out with someone, you should stop texting the other people. I think that until, you know, you have a conversation with one person about Being exclusive, you can safely assume that they are also seeing other people. Hell yeah. And like, don't limit yourself. Um, That's, I mean, that is like one of the benefits and fun things about dating. And I think like, if you've, if you, Had only, you know, you've only been in one relationship. It sounds like it was a long-term monogamous relationship. I think it's sort of hard to fathom the idea that you could be like juggling multiple people. But like, that's the benefit of being single and not being in a long-term monogamous relationship. So like, enjoy it. Mm.
0: Yes, I I echo everything Dory said. I mean, you get to take this time to date. Yeah, is not exclusive to one person. And dating to me, it's like you're auditioning these people for like deeper roles in your life if you want it. So, you don't have to. You don't owe anyone at this time. I don't think like exclusivity in any way. Have a million conversations.
2: Yeah, you can have as many relationships going as you want. That I mean, that's what I was just gonna say. You ask how many people is it advisable to be talking to at once? As many as you want. If like, and and. I will also say, if talking to more than one person is too overwhelming, then don't do it. Yeah. But what I found, at least when I was dating, is that talking to multiple people sort of like, it, it lowered the stakes a little bit. So I, I didn't feel like I was putting all of my hopes and dreams on like one person after one date. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. So just something to consider. I also think that the key, and
0: I didn't, I have not dated excuse me i have not dated um on apps but i would think the key is communication just being honest with all these people like yeah mm-hmm. i'm dating multiple people or i'm talking to multiple people that's where i'm at right now in this process thanks yeah all right well have fun yeah have enjoy, fun enjoy enjoy all right door let's uh pause again all take right a little let's break, do it and we'll be back okay
2: Okay, we are back with an email that raises an interesting question. I am a 34, soon to be 35-year-old Black woman. I have one or two things I want to say. First, I don't understand this whole, quote, normalize this or that trend going on on social media. Why do you need someone to normalize something that feels completely right to you in order for you to do it? I just don't get it what happened to do what feels right and good to you why does it why is this generation so obsessed with everything being normalized or accepted by the media i see things i like i just laugh and keep it moving no stranger is going to tell me what jeans or whatever i should wear okay next thing i'm a huge fan of korean skincare like huge i love this like total shift i know i love it too <laughs> um my faves are laneige my holy grail face shop innisfree i'm from and Sulawasu, to name a few. But I can't seem to get my makeup on point. I'm not a makeup wearer. I started to apply foundation when I turned 28, I'd say. I have oily skin all around, which means I break out easily. Also, I live in Boca Raton, Florida. It's always hot. Maybe why I stayed away from makeup. I'd like to still look like me when I put on makeup. Nothing heavy or extreme. Something light for every day that can go that can easily go for a night out with friends. Any tips are welcome. Thank you both. All right, where should we start? I mean, we could start with the first part of their question. I mean, I I hear a little bit of us in you and you and
0: us, listener, mm. in which our generational, not biases, but like our generation, the way that we have experienced life is showing more and more as the world changes around us and younger generations approach things differently that's kind of how i hear this i'm like i get what you're saying i'm also like sometimes i'm like what but i do think that a lot of the language um of normalizing is about people trying to kind of pull out of the shadows a lot of things that have been taboo to discuss or admit like normalizing medication for mental illness or even just normalizing talking about mental health and mental illness you know i think i think but what happens is then these terms get thrown around for everything and it loses the power
2: mm-hmm. yeah that's, i mean that's where i'm at <sighs> i also think like You sound, listener, you sound like someone who has a really strong sense of self and is, like, very self-confident. And I think, unfortunately, like, not everyone is like you. And so Mm. I do think that a lot of people are seeking that validation from social media or just the media that you don't need. I mean you know, you say no stranger is going to tell me what jeans or whatever I should wear. I mean, that's like basically what the entire like magazine industry was predicated upon, right? Like right,
0: telling you what tell to do and what to telling wear. you
2: what to do. And so like mm. I do think that for a lot of people, you know, this validation is really necessary and they are looking to external forces to help them kind of figure things out. So, and you know, I think like Like you said, you keep it moving. I think you should keep it moving with this normalizing stuff. If it bothers you, just ignore it.
0: Now on to skin no no, excuse me. Now on to makeup.
2: Yes. I'm You had some suggestions, Kate. Okay, yes, because
0: many years ago I was interviewing the band Coldplay. And (laughs) There wasn't. Okay. A- where's mm-hmm. this going? I'm I so know, intrigued. This has nothing to do with Coldplay. They were very nice. Chris Martin was very charming and handsome. Let's just okay. lay that out there. All right. But at this interview, there was a makeup artist and they, I will never forget this conversation because I was doing on camera TV work, but I did not know how to do my own makeup. And they were the first person who, who really got into my head that like, you need special makeup for TV because you don't want to be shiny. And they recommended this Maybelline dream matte mousse foundation. Okay, which I ended up then, of course, going to my local CVS or Walgreens or whatever, and buying a, a buying and using and really liking. And so, my thought: you do not have to use that specific one, listener. But my thought is to explore matte and oil free foundations, of which there are many. I did a quick Google for for matte oily skin foundations, and I got a ton, there were a ton of recommendations. You know, I found I can link to one article that I found, but. Where I kind of landed was over at, at ye olde Sephora looking at Fenty Beauty because I have not tried their foundation, but now of course I'm going out to buy it, but they have a matte long wear powder foundation that mm-hmm. has light to medium coverage. And then they also have a matte long wear liquid foundation.
2: That sounds like it might be
0: worth checking out. It sounds fantastic. Rihanna is a freaking genius. Plus it's it's got 50 different shades, so I feel like you will really yeah. be able to truly match some of these like there's like four offerings and it's like what? Yeah. That's not going to work for most of us. So um I just think Fenty makes beautiful products. I love my Fenty concealer and I I would have to imagine that this would be fantastic, but I think you want to look for something that says matte and also oil-free.
2: I think those are great suggestions. Um I I think yes, you definitely want some sort of powder. So I I love this suggestion of a powder foundation. Um I think these, these sound great. I would also look for a fun lipstick.
0: Mm, To pop.
2: Yeah, just to pop a little bit. Um, you know, if you really, if you want to just do the basics, I would do one of these foundations that Kate suggested. I would get a fun lipstick in a color that you love and I would get a mascara. Same. That's it. That's it. I, like, I really, especially because, you know, you're in this hot, humid climate, you don't want to put too much on your face. Um, a mascara that I really love is from, um, one of our former pod sponsors, ELF. They have a la it's called Lash Out Loud mascara and it costs $6. So it's very affordable. You can get it at CVS, Target, you know, any drugstore. Um, I, I, I really like it. I would recommend that. It's a good like entry mascara. Mm.
0: Fantastic. You've recommended that a bunch. You must be a fan.
2: I am a fan, I will say.
0: Great. Well, great suggestion story. Let us know what you end up going with, listener. I'd be curious yeah. to kind of see here where you land. But I anyone who has, like, hot, humid weather makeup tips? Because we live in such a dry climate yes, that it really is different. It's so, like it, I mean, everything, hair, skin, face, all of it, it, it feels different and reacts differently. And humid weather. So So my
2: dad was here for a few days um, last week and, you know, he's from Boston. He he lives in Boston. And he at at one point was like, I'm always thirsty here. (laughs) He's like, are you like, do you drink a lot of water? Are you always thirsty? And I was like, yes, I literally walk around with a hydro flask because the climate here is pretty dry. Like, you'll you will feel it. I try to stay really hydrated and I remember like my sister once coming to visit and being like my skin is flaking off <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah I mean it's crazy too because we we don't even
0: have a desert climate no I think we, we don't technically have like a Mediterranean yes, climate, but that's exactly it exactly feels what like
2: a desert it does feel like a desert I'm reading this book right now and um Part of it takes place in Lebanon in the, like the 60s. And they described Lebanon as somewhere you could ski in the morning and surf in the afternoon. I was like, that's LA. It is LA. It's so strange. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the same climate. Um, anyway, total sidebar. All right. Here is our last voicemail.
1: Hey, cat and door. Um, this is Abby calling from Chicago. I had to pause the pod to let you know. Um, I was, you know, listening to Dory's uh, passport photo woes, and I wanted to let you know there are actually like free apps that will kind of give you like the directions and um, size your passport photo so that you can actually just take your own passport photo on your phone. Um, I did this, like, five years ago. I don't remember the name of the app that I used, but I feel like if you just Google, like, free passport photo apps... Um, and it's nice because then, like, you don't have to worry, you know, if the first side look really weird. Like, you can just keep taking them. All you need is, like, a white wall and, um, like, decent light, and you're good. Um, and then you can use the magic of the one hour photo and get uh, copies of it for like 12 cents at Walgreens um it's super easy I feel like it's more convenient than going in and having them take your picture at Walgreens or wherever because you know what if it's horrible but you can't sit there and make them retake it for you a million times so um you can do it at home um so I hope that helps um it might you know help you check it out with the to-do list a little faster um
2: Hope you guys are doing great. Thanks. Wow. Okay. Talk about news you can use.
0: Especially you. I feel like you've been rediscovering the power of a drugstore photo.
2: (laughs) I know. But, I mean, wow. The idea that I could just take my own passport photo? I didn't know that. I didn't either. (sighs) Thank you, listener. This is really helpful. I'm so We're grateful
0: learning from our listeners we really
2: are, whether Thank it's passport you. photos or butt care. I mean, you never know what you're going to learn from our listeners.
0: You never cease to disappoint. Wow.
2: What? We never
0: cease to disappoint. No, we do. We wait. What? Our listeners never cease to. disappoint.
2: Oh, I thought you said we never cease to disappoint. And I was like.
0: That wait. is the correct phrase, right? No.
2: If you say you never cease to disappoint, that means you never stop disappointing.
0: (laughs) Wait a second. Okay, so I. Okay, so our listeners never cease to amaze me.
2: Exactly. There we go.
0: Never cease to amaze me. It's very confused. (laughs) That's like when my grandmother tried to speak in italian and told my daughter she had an ugly face and she thought she was saying she had a beautiful face
2: oh that's so sweet <laughs> she didn't really
0: and she told me that's what her mom used to say to her have oh, i told you this oh no that's dark it's was a very dark moment <laughs> in my uh you know in my family's life anyway wow uh, We'll work well, on, on that, that later. on
2: that note kate it's been a
0: pleasure dory you're the best no you all right well T T Y L. bye